girls got sick uh, last week or the week before. She had to go home. And so uh, Katie graduated last year. She's teaching for us in the school and traveled with us for several years. And so she's filling in, and uh, we're glad that she's here. But uh, Chris Stoff is from Rhode Island. He's a third-year student. He's got one more year to go in pastoral studies. And uh, he came to keep me company with these girls. And uh, so uh, we're glad that uh, he would come too. But this is wonderful. I mean, this is like a, it's a, an island, an oasis uh, from the street, I guess. And it's just a beautiful building. I like buildings. I started out in engineering, Brother Montaro. And, and so I'm, I'm always looking around, seeing how it's built, and seeing that all this wood is great up here. Residents, you know, just kind of does the sound. Don't take it down. It's good stuff. Amen. All that oak. And uh, all these things. Well, our college is six years old. I came uh, uh, a year before that in 2003. I was in Texas pastoring a church, just uh, happily going about my business and uh, God's business, I guess. And uh, Brother Townsley called me, said he wanted me to come and help him start a college in New England. And I said three things. I said, uh, there aren't any churches in New England. And he said, well, I've got a list of 464 independent Baptist churches. Of course, a lot of them are very small, but uh, that was pretty impressive. Then I said, um, the only thing I could think of was New York City. I thought it was all concrete, you know, but, you know, where we are up there, it looks like a vacation ground, you know. And um, then I said, you know, the people won't talk to you in New England. Now, I don't know where I got all that because I'd never been there. You know, I didn't know anything about it, but that's just what people think. And so he talked me into coming up, and he shared the vision that he has. Brother Townsley is a, it's a vision of planting churches. And um, he said that we need more churches in New England, uh, in the Northeast, and we need uh, to strengthen the churches that we have. And that takes people, trained people. And I hear all across New England, the pastors say, we send our kids a thousand miles away, they never come back. And um, that's just what they say. And so uh, Brother Townsley felt that we needed to start a college to train the people from the area, right in the area, send them back to the area. And uh, so that's, that's the purpose of our college. There are good colleges across America today, many, many good colleges. And we're not in competition with anybody. We don't have anything new to say, nothing new at all. We just try to do the old thing, what we learned trying to share it with other people and try to hold the line, just hold, hold the line and standards and the Bible and uh, music, those things, just hold the standard and uh, just uh, train people for the church. We don't have anything else to do. And uh, we don't uh, train them for any other, you know, there are, we need Christians in every line of business, but we're a church with a college to train people for the church. That's our purpose. That's all we do. And that, uh, that limits us. Uh, you know, a lot of colleges, they call them Christian colleges across America, and they're training them for all kinds of things, and that's what they do. But we're a church training people in the church for the church, and that's what we do. So young people, it's hard for young people at 18 years old come out of high school and uh, determine to train for the Lord's work. That's not an easy decision for them. Uh, that's hard for them to do. But many do. And we're glad for those that come. And uh, we wish we had more. I guess if we had 10,000, we'd still want more. Amen? And so you just uh, take those. It's kind of like your church, Brother Montaro. You 
before church starts, you try to get everybody in the community in the church. But after church starts, you have to just preach to those that come. Amen? That's all you can do. And that's, that's what we do. And so uh, we uh, try to get everybody we can in the college. Not everybody should come to New England Baptist College, but I believe some should. I believe it's God's will we have the college. And so there are those that need to, need to train and uh, be, be trained and prepared. And so I believe God will send us those. We work hard at it, but you know, you can't make anybody come. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't want to. I want them to find the, the will of God for their life. So um, if we can help you, you know, you don't have to be young to go to Bible college. You don't have to be. I went when I was 29, had two kids. I didn't have 12, I had two. Amen. And, uh, but uh, I uh, sold, I quit my job, sold my house, and moved 500 miles south, thought I fell off the earth, and, uh, and went to Bible college. That's what I did. I was an engineer, had, had a department, had engineers working for me, and I uh, loved it. Loved what I was doing, but that's what God called me to do. And I've never regretted one ounce of it, except, you know, when I see buildings, I kind of get excited about things. And, uh, but, you know, that's part of the ministry, too. And so uh, we did that, and 29 uh, is not old. I thought I was old. Go to school with 18-year-olds, you think you're old. But... Uh, <clears throat> That, was, that wasn't last year that I went, you know, and uh, uh, so I hang around these young people. I think I'm one of them. I just, I don't look in the mirror much, and uh, I don't know what I look like. I just, I just act like I'm one of them, and uh, having a great time, the greatest time of our life. My wife teaches in the college also, and uh, this is what we do. Uh, my son and daughter are both teachers, and my uh, son-in-law and daughter-in-law are both teachers, and uh, my kids, uh, grandkids grew up in Christian schools, and and, uh, you know, that's just what we are. That's just what we do. And, and that's a great life. Being a Christian and uh, following after the things of God is a great thing. And uh, don't ever minimize it. It's, a, it's, a, it's the greatest life in the world. And, of course, the greatest hope in the world also that we have in Christ. Well, let me talk to you a little bit about the will of God. Turn to John chapter number 7. John chapter 7, the Gospel of John. And... Uh, uh, here's a, a whole lot of things we could talk about tonight, but I'll try to uh, uh, just preach uh, these things. Knowing the will of God. We deal with young people all the time struggling with the will of God. But you know, all of us, we don't know uh, about tomorrow, but we know who knows about tomorrow. Amen? And uh, that's, uh, that's the matter of the will of God. Are you in the will of God? Are you? Well, you're here in church tonight. That's a good start. Amen. And uh, uh, the will of God for your life, I don't know what it is. You see, I, nobody can tell you the will of God for your life. These young people we talk to about college, I can't, I can't bring myself to tell them that they should come to New England Baptist College. I, 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 we want them to come, but I can't tell them that's the will of God for their life. I can't do it because I don't know. You see? I hear guys all across the country, they say, you know, you need to come to this college and you need to do this. But I don't know that. I, I don't know the will of God. I have enough struggle knowing the will of God for my own life. And I can know it. And you can know it for your life. But nobody else can know it for you. I might be able to tell you what's not the will of God for you. You know, if it's contrary to the Word of God, it's not the will of God for you. Amen? 
And I can tell you some things that are not the will of God for you. But I can't tell you, now listen, I can't tell you, and then neither can anyone else, what the will of God is for your life. But you can know it. Do you think God wants you to know the will of God for your life? Do you think he has a plan for your life? Does he? Does he have a plan for Does he know what you should be doing? Yes, he does. And he has that plan. Does he, does he want you to know it? Does he? Or does he just want you to wander around down here kind of guessing and not really knowing? No, I think God wants, don't you think God wants you, wants you to know? Well, let's read a couple of verses here. Look what it says in verse 14. It says, now about the, the, uh, the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, how knoweth this man letters? In other words, how can he be so educated, having never learned? And Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me, God the Father, you see. Verse 17 says, If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true. And no unrighteousness is in him. And so God gives us these verses. And verse 17 especially, it says, If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. The key here is, <laughs> to know the will of God, you must be willing to do the will of God. To know the will of God... Uh, we must be willing to do the will of God. Now, a lot of people kind of want to have the will of God out here and kind of like a multiple choice test, you know, and saying, here's a bunch of things you can do. And I think, well, I'd kind of like to do this or I would kind of like to do this. And many times, you see, we ask young people the wrong question. We say, you know, what are you going to do when you graduate from school? Uh, what are you going to do? And they say, well, you know, I'd like to be this, and I'd like to be this, or I'd like to be this. But, you know, it really doesn't matter what they want to do. What matters is, is what God wants them to do. The question ought to be, what does God want you to do? You see? And it doesn't have anything to do with what we want to do. You follow that? Let's pray. Father, thank you that you love us. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we thank you for his willingness to follow your will. He said there in the garden, not my will, but thine be done. And that ought to be our motto. Not my will, but thine be done. Now, Lord, that's hard for us. It's hard for us. We have a human, uh, human body. We have a human mind. We have uh, emotions and a lot of different things that, enter into our decisions. But Lord, if we're to uh, function as you would have us to function, we must die to self, as Paul said. We must die to self and live for you. So Lord, help us see a few things here tonight that may help us in our own lives. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And so knowing the will of God, I believe with all my heart that every Christian can know the will of God. The truth is, every person can know the will of God. An unsaved person, the very will of God, of course, is for them to be saved. And they can know that. Uh, they don't have to run around guessing what, uh, what uh, uh, the way of, to heaven is. 
They can know the way to heaven if they have an open heart. I believe God will send them the gospel. That's what this church is doing here. I mean, right out here on the street. Here they have the opportunity uh, to know the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But many people don't want to know the will of God. They don't want to. They got their own mind made up. They got their own agenda. They're going 100 miles an hour in their direction. And uh, they, they don't have a clue where they're going. But they're going anyway because that's what they want to do, their own will. Now, Christians, you see, we should certainly be more concerned about God's will than that. We ought to have a desire to know the will of God, a desire. And yet it's been my experience, and I don't have a vast experience, but I've been around a few churches and been in some big ministries and, and uh, worked with people. That in most of our churches, independent Baptist churches, many people do not consider the will of God for their life. They do not consider it. Or they may come to church and feel like coming to church is kind of the, the answer. That's kind of the, what they do as a Christian. They go to church. Now, I'm for going to church. It's the right thing to do. But there's more to the Christian life than just showing up at church. There is God's will for our individual lives. And we need to understand that and consider it, well, every moment of the day. I mean, he's concerned walking down the street, where we turn in or how we act or what we think. He's concerned about every moment, every moment of our lives. And we don't want to pigeonhole him, put him aside in all those things. In verse number 16, it says, And Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Uh, <clears throat> Jesus, God in the flesh, incarnate, uh, the Son of God, uh, the, uh, the, the, the third part or the second part of the Trinity, uh, God himself, all God, and yet he defers to God the Father, his will. It's very interesting. Even his doctrine. Doctrine is, is uh, what, you, what you believe. You see? We have a course uh, in, in college called Bible Doctrines. It's a theology course. We study the doctrines of God. Uh, <clears throat> what we try to do is get, <clears throat> get our students, and well, all of us, but we try to get us our doctrine matched up with God's doctrine. See, God, this, this is God's doctrine right here. This is it. It's true. It's right. No errors. Everything's, everything he wants to know is right here. This is it. No, no other words. No visions. No dreams. Uh, no, 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 no writing on the wall. Everything, everything God wants us to know is right here. Everything. Absolutely everything. And this is God's doctrine. But, you know, it doesn't all get here. <laughs> we have to study. <laughs> That's why we have church. That's why we preach. I mean, the pastor studies and brings you messages that uh, explains the Word of God and challenges with the Word of God, teaches the Word of God. And we're trying to get our doctrine lined up with God's doctrine. See? And we think a lot of things. People say a lot of stuff they think in the Bible. It's not there. You know, they hear things. 
know, this is what I was taught. This is what I think. This is what, you know, and that's all right to, to talk that way. But I'll tell you, we need to check it out, find out if it's in the Bible. That's the doctrine. Jesus said, it's not my doctrine. It's God's doctrine. And, we, you know, you don't know the will of God apart from the truth. And this is the truth. Never fear truth. Never fear it. This young man said here he's glad for the earth. Did you say that? That's good. God made the earth. And he made everything in the earth. And you never have to fear that the scientists, so-called scientists, so-called scientists, uh, that they're going to find something that contradicts with the Bible. It's not going to happen. Truth never contradicts truth. You see? And this is truth. So it's never going to, if it seems to contradict the Bible, then it's just our knowledge. What we don't, we don't know about it. We, something's missing. You wait around a little while, then it comes out and they'll say, yeah, the guy messed up here and he messed up there and he really didn't have, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to create life. No, don't, don't believe. They're not in the paper. They say, well, they created life in the test tube and they did. No, they didn't. Because life is God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the life. Life is God. When God made Adam, he took the, took the soil and put it together. Now, that's not unusual. It seems like dirt. You know, we say made it made out of dirt. But, you know, dirt is something. It's elements. You know, it's not nothing. Dirt is the element. We're made out of elements. The same elements that make everything else. He took that dirt, put it together, and he formed Adam out of the dust of the ground. But Adam was just a dead piece of dirt. Until God breathed in him the breath of life, and he became a living soul. And when the breath of God leaves us, this body's dead. This body, this, you know, we are walking around in this house. And we are not the body. We're not, we're, not a, we're not this body. We think we are. We let this body tell us what to do. But this body is not us. You know, if you lose your arm, you're still a person. Right. You know, it's this body is 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 just what we're in. We are a living soul, a living soul. And that life comes only from God. Now, that's the truth of God. You see, we all have our own doctrine and people think all these things and so-called scientists. If a, if a scientist is a Christian and looking for the truth, then he'll find the truth. You don't have to worry about that. But if you're not a Christian and you're trying to get around God, then you come up with all kinds of fallacies. Evolution, all kinds of stuff, just a way around God, and they don't want to admit if they don't if they don't accept evolution, then they got to accept God. They don't want to do that. And so, in all our public schools, they teach all that junk, all of it, and uh, guard your children along the way. The Word of God is God's doctrine. You know, it comes from the Bible. So, how do how do we get to know it? Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman. It takes work that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. It comes as we study. If you don't study the Bible, then you're not going to know the truth. You hear all kinds of things. We all grow up with a lot of different ideas. And, uh, you, you know, it's just bombarded with all these things. And it's contrary to the truth. Now, you can't know the will of God apart from the truth. Get in the Bible. Read the Bible. You know, you ought to read the Bible, uh, something, some part of it every day. Every day. I don't care if you read one verse a day. That'd be more than most Christians do. 
It's easy, isn't it, to get away from the Bible? We're busy, got all kinds of, all kinds of pressures, and it's easy to go weeks without reading the Bible. It's an easy thing to do. But I'll tell you, you're not going to know the will of God apart from the truth. You're not going to. It's, it can't be done. You know, it isn't like it just kind of comes to you and, no, we'll be, we'll get ourselves in trouble. We'll be going in the wrong direction and pretty soon, you know, we're, we're discouraged and apart from the very will, the very plan of God. We miss it along the way. We must believe that the Word of God is settled law. You know, it's not, God's not writing any more Bibles regardless of what they say. There's, this is it. And it's all we need. It's complete. It's been proven. And we're settled on it. And uh, don't, don't, buy the, don't buy that thing that, you know, well, we've got to have easier to understand all this. You know, kids can understand this Bible. Amen? They can understand it. And uh, if kids can, I guess maybe we could. Maybe we could. Amen? If we study it along the way. Uh, secondly, not only uh, it has to do with the Word of God, but knowing the will of God always has to do with the will of man. Has to do with the will of man. He says there in verse 17, if any, if any man will, that's the will of man. If any man will, do his will. God doesn't force his will on anyone. He doesn't force it on you. You can do whatever you want to do. You have a free will. You can do whatever you want to do. Now, there may be penalties, of course. Uh, and uh, there always is penalty for sin. Even uh, God's penalties. But you still can do it. Has to do with your will. You can, you can know the will of God if you want to know it. And if you want to do your own will, God just says, have at it. And many do. Many do. We have a rule book at college. I guess I've written, I don't know, a dozen rule books over the years. Uh, Academy rule books and college rule books. I don't know. I guess I'm in the rule book writing. But, you know, uh, when I went off to college, I, was, I just got saved when I was 18. So I, I, didn't, I wasn't ready for Bible college. They wanted me to go to Bible college. I didn't have a clue what it was. So I went to that great Bible college of the north, Ohio State University. Amen. <laughs> and uh, went to engineering college. All right. <laughs> and... Uh, well, I didn't really know. I just got saved when I was uh, right that, as a senior, right at the end of my senior year, and um, started going to church, and, you know, it was a good church, but I didn't know anything. And then I worked in engineering for about 10 years. When I was 29, I, I uh, you know, like I said, I sold my house and quit my job and moved and went to Bible college. I was ready. I was ready to do it. But I got there, you know, our church where we're coming out of really didn't, didn't really preach a lot of a lot of things, uh, uh, salvation, but that's about it. And um, boy, I got to Bible college and they had all these rules. It was a shock. I mean, it was a shock. I mean, we analyzed. My wife and I analyzed those rules, and we just said, "Well, what is this? We didn't we didn't have a clue about any of those things." And we looked at it and said, "Well, man, why didn't we think of it before? You know, it seemed like they were just things you ought to think about." How to live, how to dress, what to, you know, where to go and all these things. And I'm saying, wow, you know, why didn't we think of that? And so we just made them part of our life. We've never changed. And, you know, I've been in several big ministries working for pastors uh, that you would know. And uh, I never had to change any of the rules. Always, always the same because they're biblical. 
See, they're biblical. Now, as do with your will. Now, I know people who went to the same college I went to at the same time who didn't get a thing. I mean, you meet them later, and you thought they never went to Bible college. They missed the whole boat. There's the same rules. I mean, they had to, they had to, they had to uh, you know, abide by those rules when they went there. But I've noticed that over the years, you know. Some people get it and some don't. Happens in our college. You know, we have the same rules, but kids will go home here in a couple weeks. And some of them, you know, if I visited them in the summertime, you wouldn't know they had any rules at all. I guarantee you. I don't really know which is which necessarily, but that's just the way it is. has to do with the will, you see. You, 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 the will, if any man will do his will, has to do with what you want. Uh, you know, you, could, you can follow God if you want to. And if you don't want to, God says, go try it on your own. Just try to do it on your own, you see. Now, you're not going to be successful. It's not a happy life living apart from God, especially for a Christian. Amen? Not a happy life. But it has to do with the motive, you see. If any man will, do his will. You need to get that. I've said it a few times. You need to get it in your heart. See, it has to do. Uh, a pastor can preach uh, here and, and, and uh, preach from the Bible. And uh, some get it. And some don't. Some leave here changed. And probably some leave the same they came. Now, I'm not condemning you at all, but that's just, and I don't even know you. Maybe you all really soak it up, and that'd be wonderful. But in my experience, that usually doesn't happen in a church. Some determine to follow God, if any man will do his will, and some do not. And they, you know, they say, well, you know, we have a happy life and things. But you see, you're not doing what God wants you to do. It's interesting, isn't it? So we must desire to know the will of God. We must swallow our own pride, you see, and say, look, I don't know everything. God knows everything. I don't know everything. I need to, you know, follow him along the way. We must want to know the truth. The truth, you know, the truth will set you free. But I'll tell you, contaminated truth is worse than a lie. It'll ruin your life. And we must want righteousness. God says, be ye holy, for I am holy. And we need to be holy. And uh, like God, God made us in his image. He wants us to be like him. Now, years ago, uh, when I got saved, I heard a lot of preaching on the matter and maybe it just meant a lot to me, but on the matter of being Christ-like, be like Jesus, be like him, find out what Jesus would do, and make that kind of decision, following what he'd have. You see, it has to do with, with uh, humility, swallowing that pride, saying, I will, I will not do what I want to do, I will find out what God wants me to do. So it has to do with motive, has to do with truth, has to do with motive. Uh, thirdly, knowing the will of God always has to do with the heart of man. Look at verse 24. We didn't read this verse, but look what it says. It says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous 
judgment. You know, our heart is always the heart of the problem. The heart of the problem is the heart. You see, are we willing to do? That's true of children, of course, and we try to teach them to have the right kind of heart and spirit. That they would obey on purpose. They would obey without being, without being forced to obey. That they would have a desire to please. Well, I'll tell you, if you can get that across parents and so they desire to please you, they won't have any trouble desiring to please God. But if they don't desire to please you, they're going to have a struggle ever trying to please God. I'll tell you, it just, it just matches. Uh, we do not know our own hearts. The Bible says the heart is, uh, is wicked, see, and who can know it? Deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? We must honestly face ourselves and agree with God. We must be willing to do whatever God wants. You see, if any man will do his will, in order to know the will of God, I believe we must give God a blank check. Just say, God, if you want me, uh, you know, across the sea, I'm willing to go. If you want me to stay here, I'm willing to stay. If you want me to do this, I'm willing to do it. If you don't want me to do it, I'm willing to do that. Uh, you know, just say, God, whatever you say, I'm willing to do. And I believe that is one of the keys of knowing the will of God. Uh, fourthly, knowing the will of God always has to do with dying. Dying. In, in, in verse 38, he says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture say, uh, hath uh, said, out of his belly shall flow living uh, rivers of living water. And uh, the matter of, of uh, this uh, looking forward to his death, uh, dying, surrender. Uh, we find that in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 where he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Crucifixion. You find that in Romans chapter 12 where it says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Sacrifice is always death. Dying to self, Paul said, I die daily, is death. He meant he would die to his own desires in order to know the will of God, surrendering to his will. Oh, it's so important. And uh, just saying, God, I'm willing to follow you wherever you want me to go. Uh, and uh, God, will, God will direct us. Fifthly, knowing the will of God always has to do with this, trusting Jesus, faith. Always has to do with faith. Verse 46, it says, And the officers answered, Never spake a man like this man. There's no other one but Jesus. He, he's, a, he's the one who teaches us and guides us, but he was the one who died for us. And he has all knowledge. And so we trust in him. You know, we, in the Old Testament, they constantly seem to be trusting these idols. Uh, my wife was reading through Kings this this uh, last couple of weeks, and she said, why is it? She's asking me in the morning, I think yesterday morning, saying, why did these kings, they start out good, and then they end up their life bad? Why would they, why would they, they see God work, and then they, they, they turn to these things and worship things instead of worshiping the God who made the things? Well, you know, I thought I should be uh, really a great professor, you know, and tell her why that would be. But, you know, I don't know, except uh, 
fallen man and the sin of the heart. You see, uh, no faith in God. They turn aside and begin trusting others. The matter of good and evil, it seemed like you'd choose good, wouldn't it? And yet, uh, a city like this, full of opportunities for evil. Where's the good? Well, here's a church, and it's good, but I tell you, it's a minimal amount, isn't it, compared to the evil of this world. We're either trusting God or, or mammon, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, wealth. You know, you've got to make some money. Boy, young people today are, I mean, Christian young people really are, are uh, struggling with the matter of saying, well, you know, I need to get a good job, and I need to... I need to get comfortable, and I need to have this security. And, you know, it's a tough struggle. But I'll tell you, giving your life to Christ is the best thing. That's where security is. We've seen what happens to corporations, what happens to the stock market. I don't know where Wall Street is. It must be around here someplace. huh? And, uh, uh, you know, those people up and down, up and down, up and down, and if uh, whoever makes money, somebody loses money. You know, in order for somebody to make money, somebody has to lose money. Did you know that? I mean, it only, it only just balances out. Uh, that's not where security is. You know, we are to have faith in God. Uh, you know, it's a command in Mark 11, chapter 22, or, uh, Mark 11:22. it says, uh, Jesus said, have faith in God. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Have faith in in God, uh, you know, the purpose of our faith is the just shall live by faith. Uh, there in uh, it's given to us several times, but in Hebrews chapter 10 and Hebrews chapter 11, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Well, you know, we can't see tomorrow. So it takes faith. You want to know the will of God? It takes faith. Uh, the importance of faith in order to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, Hebrews 11, uh, 11, 6. It's impossible to please God. And then again, we have the object of our faith there in Hebrews chapter 12. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Faith. God says a lot about it. But it takes faith to follow the will of God. Now, we're asking a lot. I, I, I've, I've dealt with young people from years and years in various different situations College-age kids. Uh, you know, I'm amazed that anybody comes to Bible college. I'm amazed. Uh, we started that college. We built a $2.5 million building. It was supposed to be a $1.4 million building, but it was, ended up $2.5 million building. And uh, built a dormitory. Had no students, no teachers, no textbooks. We didn't even have a beach. You know, we're in the middle of Connecticut. You know, we didn't have anything. And I, I spent a year going around telling people we're going to start a college. We opened the door and some came. Now, I don't know. Should I be surprised? I don't know if I'm surprised, but it's amazing. Why would anybody come? There's other colleges have all kinds of stuff, all kinds of things. But I'll tell you, uh, it takes faith. You launch out in the will of God. Brother Townsley is a big step for him. I mean, he's the pastor of the church. I was just there following him, you see. Uh, you know, a lot of faith. It took a lot of faith. Those people in the church never wavered. I watched them over the years. Uh, you know, the very, the very month we started the college, 2004, September, 
Brother Townsley lost his voice and he couldn't speak for 30 months. 30 months. He's the pastor of the church. That's a pretty amazing thing. Now he's doing great now, but 30 months. Uh, Why would that be? Well, you see, you have to determine the will of God and not be detoured. Determine the will of God and go just follow him by faith all the way through. Now, I don't know what you're struggling with. Everybody's struggling. We all are. Nobody knows what tomorrow brings. You don't know whether you're going to have money tomorrow, job tomorrow. You don't know, you don't know a lot of things. Health, all kinds of, all kinds of things on our minds and hearts. And let me tell you this. God already knows. God already knows. And we need to be right where he wants us to be, never wavering, never wavering a bit, by faith in him. Following him. The will of God. I believe he wants you to know it more than you want to know it. I believe God is in heaven looking down saying, oh, if they would just have faith in me, I'd lead them. I would lead them. He has a plan for your life. Every one of us, no, young, old, whatever it is, he has a plan for our lives. And we need to be in it. Amen? Now, if you're not saved tonight, if you've never been saved, born again, if you don't have that assurance in your heart, you may have made a profession of faith, you may have been baptized, you may be a member of the church, but salvation is not all those things. Salvation is Jesus Christ. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. You know, salvation is Jesus. Do you have him? Well, he wants you to. You ought to let him come into your heart tonight. As a Christian, you know, what, he's, what has he been dealing with you about? I don't know. But I'll tell you, there's a God in heaven, and he loves you, and he loves me. He's interested in your life. I'm sure he's dealing with you about something. Whatever it is, you ought to give it to him. Just say, yes, Lord, I will follow you. That seems pretty easy to do, doesn't it? You know, I say that, but I can remember in my early days as a Christian, right at this time of the service, hanging onto the pew and saying, you know, I hear him saying it, and that's what I ought to do, but I didn't know what to do. It seemed so big. I had plans. I don't know what I had plans to do, but it seemed like I had plans. And I struggled with it. You see? And you'll not know the will of God till you let go and let him have your life. Father, thank you that you love us. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, if there's someone here lost tonight, may they be saved. You want them to be saved. It's your will that they be saved. All they got to do is say, yes, Lord, I'll do it. That's all they have to say. All, it's all it takes is a willingness of heart. And then there's others, maybe some young people here tonight struggling with some things about the will of God for their life. And Lord, you you have a plan for them. I don't know what it is, but you're dealing with them about it. May they come forward and take the pastor by the hand and say, Yes, Lord, I will do whatever you want me to do. I will do. You don't have to know what it is. You don't have to know all the details. But uh, God just wants us to, to follow. And Lord, help us to have that kind of spirit tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.